Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Beautiful Mind Game podcast with myself, Hams, and with Millie Chandarana. We are back again. We are here for another episode, and this episode is actually quite a special episode because it's the first time Millie and I have actually discussed what we want to do for the podcast going further, what type of guests we want to get on for the podcast coming um, in the future as well. And this guest is an actual superstar, so I'm looking forward to getting this. Not Millie. Millie's our superstars. That's perfectly fine that we've got our every episode. But Millie, first of all, how are you doing? Are you, are you ready to introduce our guest before he arrives later today? Yeah, Hams, I'm fine. Um, ready to be back on the podcast, really. It's been quite a while. Um, yeah. And definitely, what a guest we've got coming up on this podcast. Like you said, we've been thinking about it for a while. We've had a few ideas around where we're going and I think this next guest shows us that we're definitely going in the right direction. And honestly, I can't wait to hear more about him. Yeah. Uh, the guest we've got today is none other than Dylan Dilraj Chima, the professional boxer who's 5-0 currently at the moment, recently had a, uh, a very successful win in the boxing tournament that was live on Sky Sports as well. So he had to have like a couple of fights every now and then. It was great to see. It's really good to see that his uh, British Sikh man who has done so much for himself, not just as a boxer, but as a human being, as a businessman, as a student. He's done so much to just continue from what you were studying previously once before. That's something I'm looking forward to asking him personally, but how he manages his life. Because I keep saying to everyone, I'm the busiest man in the world, but people are just more busy. There's so many more people that do so many more things than I do. But I'm really looking forward to see how he manages that all as well, which will be great. What are you looking forward to hearing from um, Dylan for yourself, Millie? You know, it's not often we get the chance to speak to a boxer. And that's, like you know, it's not really my... It's not... I don't know why you're laughing. Because <laughs> it's me. I, I, I'm the one and only boxer. I've said this before in the podcast. I've had one fight and I won. So you are talking to a boxer every time you speak to me. But you're talking to a better boxer, a much better boxer. Uh, yeah, I mean, after speaking to you, that's why I definitely don't know much about boxing. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to... You know, I mean, this guy's at the top of his game, like you said... And I'm just dying to hear what he's all about, really. Like, how has he had such an elite mentality throughout his life to get him to this point? What, what's he had to face? It'll be great to hear from his perspective. Yeah, definitely. Everyone stick around to the end of the podcast because we're going to be asking him some very personal and open questions that will be exclusive to the podcast as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing not just what Dylan's favourite ice cream flavour is, but what he's actually looking at achieving in, in the boxing um, career that he's got going ahead as a young man with a lot ahead of him and I'm looking forward to hearing more from him so everyone thank you very much for listening here's our episode with Dylan Chima brilliant so we're back again Hamza Millie we are now here with Dylan the natural Chima is it the natural or the natural are you going to put a bit of spin on that a bit of foreign spin nah on that? nah we'll, we'll, we'll keep it as a natural for now the natural, natural <laughs> thanks for having me on no, thank you for being here, uh, Dylan. It's great, it's great to see you. It's great to really hear from you as well. Because only a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago, you were on my TV screen as I was watching you fight. So it's the <laughs> fact that I was saying to Millie just before we started the podcast, I hope your face has recovered from uh, the fight that we had as well. Because it was a really good fight, yeah. really entertaining to see. And I'm looking forward to really getting into how the fighter became the fighter behind the, per the main, mostly about the person, really. Because like I said before, we were learning more about you. And that's what I think a lot of people and a lot of our listeners will re relate to you more in terms of how you became the fighter. And I'm looking forward to listening yeah. a lot more about what you kind of have to um, say for that, Dylan. So thank you very much that's for coming it. on the podcast. Millie's going to start us off with one or two of her questions. And let's get, let's get on with it. Millie, yeah, Millie, what have we got first? Uh, Dylan, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you again for coming on. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot about you these last few weeks, you know. Yeah. I mean... You've been everywhere, honestly, and it's great. <laughs> honestly, it's great to see. It is. Oh, it good. is. Yeah. Um, and being a footballer myself, I know that you're at the top of your game as well. I want to get straight into it. I want to know about you. I want to know about your boxing. What is it like now being in, in the public eye, I guess? Yeah, I, I mean, it's different. I, I can tell you that. It's something that, you know, it, it's hard because, you know, I was training, so I, I knew, you know, the opportunity came and I was going on Sky Sports. I knew what attention that could bring and what attention that did bring as well. Um, and obviously, I, I didn't know where it would end up or how big this, this could get. Um, but for me, it was like, 
we was training so hard for the tournament. We were so focused on it. I didn't really pay much attention to what was going on out there. I did the interviews with, with the with the um, with Sky Sports, with Boxer, and did all that sort of stuff, and just took it in my stride. Um, and then, and then obviously, win the tournament. It literally overnight, my life just changed. Um, but I've enjoyed it. Like I've taken it all in my stride. I've done obviously I've done a lot of interviews now, so get, getting used getting used to that side of it. Um, and then obviously, yeah, it's just, it, yeah, it's it's just good fun. It's just just. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It's just, just taking it in my stride, really. Um, something new, I think, and they just take it as it comes. I, I suppose. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And you seem like a really like grounded guy as well. Like from yeah. everything I've heard about you, you seem really grounded. Um, take us back to the minute it started. So you, you're here now. Take us right back. Where yeah. did this all begin? It started, I think, it was sometime in February. Um, it started so I was actually at a work event in Liverpool um, and I was about a week prior I heard Sky Sports I think Sky Sports or Boxer made an announcement that we were coming to Coventry and the Boxer's lightweight series was coming to Coventry I seen that and my manager seen that as well and we sort of picked up the phone and said have you seen this it's coming to Coventry we've, we've got to get on the show Um and then no, I didn't really hear anything. And I was still in Liverpool. So I was in Liverpool that Friday and my, my coach texted me saying, I think you're in the tournament. I said, okay, great. Then I've got another text back saying, just hang fire. It's all getting confirmed. Wait till manager rings. My manager rang me then on the way home, probably about three o'clock on a Friday evening. I was on the way back to the gym um, and said, yeah, you're in the tournament. Get ready because, you know, it's going to be big. There's an opportunity now for you to shine. So, you know, and I went, got back to the gym that day and literally, you know, that's in, in that instance, uh, all of our, when I say all of ours, as in myself and my coach's mindset changed straight away. It was then all about what I need to do or what we need to do in order to train properly for the tournament and do the right training for the tournament as well. We knew that we sort of done a bit of research and then that weekend we all went away, um, did it, did, Still carried on and put the plan together in terms of training, but we went away and actually watched the last series. I think it was um, light wild to weight, super, yeah, I think it was super lightweight, so the weight above mine. So we went away and watched that and watched how the setup was, worked out some rough sort of timings on stuff, and then that's it. Then from that Monday, it was all systems going. We really got down to work and put everything. It was about six, it was just over a six week training camp for this. But I'd already been in training um, from the first, literally the first week of Jan. So I'd already be, got myself in good shape. I was already got my weight down to a good level. So um, it was just all about, then it was just about a six-week training camp for the boxer tournament. Um, Did you have a fight in December as well? Um, as well yeah. It? Yeah. So I had my professional debut in October. October. Mm. Sorry. And then on the 17th, then literally it was eight weeks later, I had my second professional fight. In December, so I had it worked out really well because I had those two weeks off was Christmas and New Year. Definitely. So I had two weeks off for Christmas and New Year, and then the plan was to get back into January and then just start building on something. I actually already had a fight date penciled in for the 29th of April, okay. which was last Friday gone. Mm. Um, and then this tournament came up two weeks earlier, so I'd already been in camp, already been training, already working towards a date anyway. So this just then elevated things and just where we were going to start training camp two weeks later, we just pushed it two weeks earlier and started from there. Fantastic. So, yeah. That, that's, that's how it started. That's where, where it came from. And it was, um, it was tough. I remember that Friday we did what was equivalent to two fights on, on the pads, um, a pad session. We had a half an hour break in the middle, warmed up as we would normally warm up. Um, and I remember having the, in that break, I remember thinking, crap I can feel my arms going really heavy I can feel the lactic acid burning and then I did the second pad session and after that my leg my arms were just battered and I could feel I could feel that soreness coming in because our bodies aren't used to doing this well especially as a boxer I'm not used to doing this hot and cold train have a break train again like that's not how, how we work that, and that's where injuries come in as well mm-hmm. um, so it sets in at the that, same time that's it, yeah. So you know that that's that was difficult, and and that was new as well. But I think over obviously, then we got used to it, and we started doing 
training for the three fights. We did that in sparring as well. So we just, I did just get used to it in the end. Now it's going back to normal now. <laughs> nice. So was that yeah. because it was like a six week, like leading up to it, you had to fit all that training in? Is, is, that that normal, is that normal as well? Sorry to interrupt, but is that normal as well as a secondary question for six weeks as a training camp? Or is that considered short for a light uh, welterweight? No, no. I, I mean, I mean, typically, typically, like I, I train all, all year round anyway. So yeah. I'm always fit. I'm always healthy. I, it was literally, it was, um, what, what we normally do is we normally have, so a fight, after a fight, I normally have two weeks off. Yeah. I always have two weeks off. Go away, get my body recover. Any injuries I've got, let them heal. And then after two weeks, the first week back, which is this week I'm in now, it's break myself back into some sort of training. Do a couple of runs, do a couple of pad sessions, no sparring, nothing too heavy. Just get myself, get my muscles back used to working again. And then from next week, so from the second week back, it's pretty much back into full training. And then training picks up from there. Depending on when the fight date is, um, it will vary. But because of how this tournament felt, it just felt that it was six weeks. Yeah. Sometimes I could be like for October, the October fight, my professional debut, I was training for, I think I had, I did like 12 weeks worth of training, but I also trained all the way through 2020 and most of 2021. Mm-hmm. I went away for a holiday for a week and then came back and it was like nine weeks. Um, I think, yeah, it was something over like nine weeks. So I can't remember now, but yeah, so just depends, but I always keep myself fit and healthy. That's fantastic nice. to hear. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, no, thanks for those questions, me. They're really, really good. And they're questions that I need to kind of take on and, and flip them on the head, really, because I really want to know more about the mindset of how you do everything that you do as well. For our listeners who don't know, you run your own business, you're a professional boxer, and you actually still work in your family business as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all correct. Like, like how do you do that? For me, who used to do <laughs> boxing, boxing I'd love to do every day after work just to get rid of stress, yeah. to de-stress, which is fantastic. Weekends in the morning, fantastic as well. But I'm just kind of there like, oh, it's just continuous again and again and again and again. Yeah. That's kind of why when you kind of see me like this, I'm kind of like trying to flex off my muscles a bit as well. Needs to be done. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to fight you. I'm one to know amateur-wise as well, Dylan. So I had to, I had to throw that on oh. the podcast as well. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's obviously quite handy then as well. Almost handy, but I got a bit. Um, I, I got I got a bit into it. If you, if you know what I mean, like I got too yeah. gross in the box life, and I was like, now I've got to step back a bit. So I step back yeah, but no, um, just get, just back to that question. How do you manage everything, and how important is keeping on track of your your diet, your weight, um, your gym? How important is that, and how do you prioritize it again? It's not. It's not easy. Um, you know. What you know, nothing that nothing that that you sort of succeed or you want to achieve comes easy in life. I think that that's going to be the, the simple statement. Is that um, for me? It's just unfortunately I have to make sacrifices. When I say unfortunately, it's sacrifices in not seeing the family, sacrifice on food, sacrifice going out, sacrifice the social life, mm. sacrifice family events, close family events as well. So it's everything I do and everything. I, it, I do have to make sacrifices to, to get to what I get to, you know. Imagine, so this this is my day. So my day starts at half, five o'clock in the morning when I wake up. I leave home at half five, drive up to Manchester, get into the office for half seven, train till lunchtime, do an hour's, hour's, hour and a bit training session. I then have a shower, come back, have something to eat, and then I'd work and then until half four. Um from half four, I leave leave the office in Manchester, get back to Birmingham to train for half six. Half six till about half eight, nine o'clock, I train. Um, and then from, from that time, I then get home. By the time I get home, it's anywhere between quarter to ten, ten o'clock. That's Monday to Friday. So mm-hmm. you can imagine from half five till about ten o'clock at night, I'm out of the door and I'm, I'm out there. Um, I've got to make sure my food's ready the night before. That's the biggest thing. All my food for the whole day is prepped the, the day before. Um, and I've got to make sure I don't forget it. I've got to bring that with me at that, that time. You, you in the can't, morning you can't well. be going Tesco for a meal deal or anything like that. That can't be happening. Uh, no, no run. chance. And the shittiest day is when, sorry, uh, my language. It's okay. uh, the worst day The worst day is when um, you forget your food. Because either you've got to starve or you've got to go and snag a bit of lettuce and cucumber and tomato from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you yeah, can relate that, to that, that as well, being an athlete. Yeah, that's really. it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's your favourite food to take with you? Uh, for me, I, 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 like, I eat a lot of turkey. So for me, it's just simple turkey, salad and rice. Or turkey, salad and sweet potato. Nice. Very simple. I could, yeah, I could eat that all day, every day, to be honest. I love my food, but I don't, I like, I, I like my diet food as well. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. That helps. Uh, that that's helps. enough for me right there, Hums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love all food. Um, we were getting, um, getting a bit hyper when, when I was recently having like sugar drinks. And I've, I haven't had like fizzy drinks in like years. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, sugar, sugary drinks. What is this? And I'm like, you've had fizzy drinks before, but before the last six, seven years, when, for me to relate to it, when I was uh, training in boxing as well, it'd just be like tap water, it'd be filtered water, it'd be making sure, like you said, everything's done for the rest of the week. And it would mean not really having like family dinners properly, having things separately yeah. as well. And is that something that you can kind of relate to as well? Something you have separately yeah. everything else as well? Yeah. Definitely. So I still eat curries. I still, no, my mom still, whenever they make the curries on a Thursday and a Saturday for the week or for the rest, whatever few days I've got, they need to make it for, mm. they'll make mine separately. So I still eat, eat the, the, the fresh homemade curries. Mm. It's part of my diet actually, because it's so rich and so healthy. You don't have to, obviously they say it's quite oily. You don't have to cook it with oil. Definitely. You can cook it with, so I basically have it like a bolty style. So loads of ginger, garlic, um, turmeric lo- loads loads of good stuff in there no oil and then you just whack your turkey i normally have turkey so whack the turkey in there and then it cooks off absolutely beautiful put loads of peppers tomatoes onions whatever you want in there as well just to give that a little bit more bit of rice bit of salad on the side and, and jobs are good and so i can still eat that i still eat chapati once a week um nice. once a week i have one chapati end of the day like our my body uh, as an indian is used to used to breaking down that form of bread um yeah like how someone that's english is used to breaking down bread so they can you know i, I probably wouldn't break down bread as easy as i do to party so i can have one to party a week no matter calories that i'm burning it probably does my body good just to give it that little bit of a little bit of a kick keep my keep my body happy with what it wants does it keep your mind uh, happy as well? Like just having like some home comfort food as well. Does that, does that? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Obviously it does get tough at some times mm. for me. Like it's obviously like the biscuits, the sweets, the chocolates, like the crisps. That's obviously the bit that, that is, that is hard for me to stay out of. <laughs> oh, you, just, you just have to do, you have to do it. You just oh, have to do it. Now that I'm off diet. Yeah. Um, I should show you my binge kitchen. Out, binge I should, out and all that stuff. I should yeah. show you my fridge, man. We had Eid on Monday, literally. Oh, and we've got okay. like four or five containers left of leftover cakes and biscuits and all of that yeah. jazz. And there's only <laughs> two of us in the home as well. So I'm just kind of there like, I'm not having all of this by myself. So I'm just got... Yeah. I'm spoilt for choice, literally, which is awful. But unfortunately, someone has to have it. But like you said, when you've got the calories to intake, you're burning off just like that anyway. And yeah. the work that you're yeah. doing as well, just... It just shows on, but but obviously for me and, and Millie, obviously with, with your sports background as well, you'll you'll know that feeding with your body with the right foods, you can put calories into your body and you'll burn those calories on. That's fine, but it's not the right sort of calories. You want the right calorie intake because you want to maintain and help your muscle recovery, your muscle growth. You want to feed your body the right food, otherwise you end up just going to be fine and you just end up collapsing and it will just fall flat on flat on your face. So yeah. Diet and calorie intake. And obviously, with traveling so much on the road, it does get difficult. Especially yeah. like when I'm close to weight cutting and I'm bringing down my food slightly, but you're still training just as hard. That's when it gets difficult. Like there's times when I've just, I started bringing like a mug with me. I used to get a coffee on the way home and just stop, stop at a Starbucks. I've mm. had to stop doing that because the cravings are too bad. <laughs> when you see all the brownies, you think, oh, I can have a little brownie. You can have a little bit of this. You can have a little biscuit or something, but you just can't. You just can't. Um, can't entertain can't the idea. So I've just stopped doing that. I just made my coffee before I left the office and to have that on the way home. Is that like day to day, or is that when you're cutting? That's day to day. Is it? Wow. Yeah. 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 mind uh, game right there as well. I just, I just seeing it as well, which is the main. Yeah. Thing I, I I love my food. <laughs> If you could get all. Food. Yeah. If you could give us like, one tip, uh, Dylan, if you could give us one tip for, for us and for our listeners in terms of how you can make yourself better with the food that you eat, what would it be and why? Would it be uh, to eat a certain type of diet? Would it be to focus on certain types of food groups? What would it kind of be? It, it's, it's the smallest thing. It is literally, it's probably two things, two, two bits of advice. One is cut out the rubbish. When I say cut out the rubbish, I don't mean eat 
loads of rubbish one week and literally go to nothing. Mm. Cut the food down if you're having two packets of crisps, go down to one, and then next week go down to nothing. So do it in stages. Don't just starve your body straight away because it's like it's like when someone stops cigarettes, you know, stops smoking. They can't not most of the time they don't go from smoking one day to not smoking the next. They have to phase it out. And our bodies are the same as well. So just phase it out and having a treat every once a week. I'm allowed to treat once a week. Something very small, it might be a little bit of a chocolate bar. That's not a bad thing, as long as it is, that's where it stops. It, mm-hmm. If you then have one chocolate bar and a packet of crisps and a little bit of fizzy pop as well, yeah, then it, you've gone out of hand and everything else on top. So as long as you keep it in control, it's fine. And then the other one is, if you've got your portion of food, leaving just that half a spoon left every, after every meal. We're told not to waste, but leaving that bit of half a spoon after every meal will just help you to reduce your portion week on week. I wouldn't do that all the time when you're at the point of when you're losing weight and, and you're down to your comfortable weight that you want to be at. That's when you just stop and that's when you find that portion that you're happy with. Um, that's one thing I, I, I do quite a lot is just leave a little bit every week and then I just I, I know then when, when, when I'm comfortable with, with what, where I'm at. Um, that helps. That does help a lot. You know, We're always taught to finish our food mm. and then when you go, go take your plate in the kitchen there's always that little bit extra so you end up having that little bit extra whereas if you just flip it on its head and you just leave that little bit you won't you won't have that bit yeah extra when you go back because alternatively you can use like smaller plates and smaller bowls as well that's something that worked well for me when i was uh when i was training it in that way as well but again yeah. it's just each to their own it's, i think it, as well that's it i mean it's more mental thing it's more like mm. making making it look for without necessarily you know eating too much definitely Next time we're out in Manchester, we need to invite you for like a bubble tea or like a, a dinner on Wilmsley yeah, Road or sure. something. Because when you message yeah, today, sure. like, oh, I'm in Stockport, I was like, wow, you're local. That would have been good <laughs> yeah. fun to have you for lunch, which would have been good fun as well. But no, Dylan, thanks yeah. for those questions on your diet and your nutrition, because that really would help a lot of people who listen to what we have to talk about. And Millie's a big nutritionist as well herself. And I try to be, but I enjoy food too much and I'm allowed to enjoy it as well. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a fun summer so far, which is good fun. Um, but no, Dylan, now back onto boxing. Now this is where I kind of want to ask you a bit more about what you're kind of looking at doing next in terms of how you're looking yeah. at developing yourself, how you're looking at developing your brand as well. And realistically speaking, on a personal level for me, I kind of see, it's probably a uh, prediction too far, but I think you're, you're, you have the potential to be the next uh, great British boxing sweetheart of the nation. Because we've seen that with Amir Khan, we've seen that with Anthony Joshua, seen that recently yeah. with Tyson Fury as well who's recently retired but I, I personally think you've got that in your locker I've got I think you've got that in your uh, repertoire yeah. as well to be a 90,000 Wembley Stadium seat filler because of who you that, are yeah. because of how relatable you are not just from this podcast but how you've actually been in your interviews how you've been talking to different people and how you can just relate to any man on the street not just because we're Asian or not just because you're a Sikh man not even just because you're from Coventry as well. It's the fact there's a, there's a lot to relate to you and how you've yeah. been brought up, how you've been brought up with your family values as well. And I really admire that. But I just want to know a bit more about how you've become the way you've become and how you've now trained your mind to really be a, a lot more focused and determined because it hasn't always been like that, has it, from what I've heard from you recently? Well, I mean, I haven't trained myself or I haven't mentally done anything different than what I would normally do. Hmm. Going into a tournament... All I wanted to do, and I said this to my coaches as well, I don't want to be someone that I'm not. You know, some people act a certain way and, you know, start calling people out and start being the nasty guy or be the overly nice guy and be, basically end up being pe- someone that they're not. And, and you can see that through the camera as well. I just wanted can to see be that me. nowadays as well. That's the thing. Yeah, that's it. I just wanted to be me. I wanted people, if they wanted to watch me and follow my career, then I want them to see me for who I am. And, Hopefully they fall in love with me, which hopefully they have done now and, and they want to follow, join me and, and follow my journey as well. And we can do, do this together. So for me, it's like, I, I want the bigger nights for, for, well, for myself, but for everyone that's coming to support me. I, I don't like calling them fans. I like calling them supporters because they're coming to support. Fans means that you're, you're massive and you're big time. And people, that's, that's not me. Like, they're my supporters. I know... I do a lot of the ones that came on that night. I know them, you know, on a personal level because they've been supporting me since my kickboxing days. Yeah. So that they are generally, and and now obviously now the 
the fact that the support base has grown, there's still my supporters, you know. I, I still reach out to everyone. Whoever's messaged me, I always reply back. And I'm always, you know, they ask me a question, I'm always open and honest with that as well. So I haven't changed for anyone, eh? and, I, and I won't change for anyone either. Mm. If, if a big promoter says, you've got to speak a certain way, you've got to act a certain way, I, I wouldn't. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd just tell them where to go because I'm not going to change who I am. Yeah. And it's even a thing that you have to relate it to how you are in your work life as well compared to your yeah. boxing life at the same time because yeah. it's something that when you're then in the work environment, people don't want to then go to see you on like fight week or two weeks before fight week. Oh, this isn't who you normally are, but on TV you're like this. And it gives uh, yeah. in thought. I had, a, as well. I had a bit more of that this time. Like I had a lot of like, I, I'm in the wholesale cash and carry game. So yeah, there's obviously you can imagine a lot of suppliers, a lot of big businesses in there. Um, a lot of people who didn't know me now know who I am. And I've had suppliers that have sat across from the table, across at one of my colleagues' tables and saying, is that, is that, is that Dylan Chambers sat behind you? Bloody hell, I, did, I didn't know he worked at Parfits. I didn't know this is where he worked. Mm. Um, so that, that, was obviously, that was obviously quite good. But yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I'm in the people game. So I know how to speak to people and how to come across and, and you know, without sounding rude or arrogant or, you know, like playing games with people as well it's yeah no, it's just confident it's just confidence in yourself at the end of the day because you, you can only be honest with yourself at the same time because even with me like I, as a football coach personally I'm confident in my ability but I know for a fact I'm humble enough to learn a lot more from different coaches from different people in terms of how yeah. I want to be uh, better going forward as well I'm pretty sure it's the same for you Millie isn't it in terms of as a centre midfielder at the moment, you want to learn a bit more in terms of how you can progress for next season and seasons going on as well. Would that be right? Yeah, 100%. You've always got to keep learning. You've always got to keep developing. There's always so much more you can do within your game and within your life, really. I was going to ask, actually, how do you kind of, Dylan, how do you stay focused? So you've got the two, you've got your work life and you've got your boxing. How do you stay focused on that boxing? Because for me, I also work as well, but I find it difficult to my work life and then you're at work and then all of a sudden you've got to switch into this athlete and go and perform how how yeah. does that um it's quite easy to be honest <laughs> Pure, <laughs> it, it's, it's purely because of this it's because i love the job that i do yeah and i love i call it a hobby but it's a very serious hobby to do and i, and I love my life that i live outside of work as well so Excellent. because of those things i don't mind driving four hours every single day to work and back I don't mind coming back late and having to leave early. I don't mind them training sessions at lunchtime when all I want to do is just sit there, relax and eat. Um, I don't mind doing all these things and, and, I'll, and I'll continue to do that for as long as I keep loving the two things that I do. Um, yeah. So it's, it comes quite easy, you know, that switch. I, I'm going to start sharing behind the scenes over the next few days. And you're going to see how our attitude is before, um, dur- during the night of a fight. We're so calm and collected in our changing room. I'll be there. We'll be laughing and joking with our coaches. We'll be not playing around, but we'll be switched on and we'll be talking about what we need to do, but we'll be having a joke as well. So, you know, that, that's, just, that's just our character. That's how we are because we're just confident in, in what we are. You know, don't need to be serious all the time. Yeah, switching on. When I step through them ropes, I'm switched on. There's, there's yeah. no, no, that's it. That's, that is when I'm fully, fully focused. Even in changing room, I'm focused, but, can have a little bit of laugh and joke as well. So yeah, yeah. it's um, it, it comes quite naturally and quite easy for me and, and that's what it comes down to. It's just the love of it. Yeah, I guess when you enjoy it, that's when you perform best as well in whatever you do, isn't it? 100%. That's it, that's it, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I know that what I've been through and, you know, I've been in martial arts, probably itself, been, been in sports all my life. Um, so it's part and parcel of my life. I, I've known that when I was coming back from school, I was doing runs in my garden, I was doing sit-ups on the end of my bed and then doing my schoolwork. Um, even through A-levels, I was doing A-levels and then doing my boxing and kickbo- well, kickboxing around around it, that as well. So, you know, everyone everyone's always known me and my family's, family has always known me as as the fighter of the family. Um, Dylan yeah. the boxer, Dylan, Dylan the Rocky or whatever they would say. <laughs> um, so it's literally... It's, I, I, I'm not happy when I'm not in the gym. The two weeks I've had off, yeah, fairness, it's been nice, but I would rather be in the gym. I'm just not allowed in. My coach won't let me in. <laughs> Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. It's, it's like with us as well. Millie was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to do another podcast. I'm like, relax. We've got like two weeks left before we have to go back as well. 
because then we get to enjoy it a bit more and we appreciate it a bit more as well. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to learn about. When you do have those two weeks off, do you kind of go away? Do you go abroad? How do you switch off? Do you play PlayStation? Because if you do, send me your ID and we'll play FIFA later as well, Dylan. <laughs> um, but no, realistically speaking, because that's something that uh, we were talking about earlier today as well, really, in terms of the fact that it is really good to switch off, to be in your own comfort space, to be in your own zone. Because what, from what you've told me uh, and what you told us so far is boxing is your comfort zone in a way. But how do you get away yeah. from that after doing so much of it all year round, even for just two weeks? Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the time is um, spent with my family. Um, you know, that, that's first and foremost because there'll be days when I come home from the gym and, I, and leave early in the morning. I don't see my mum and dad. I still mm. live with my grandparents. There's 11 of us still live together. Brilliant. So I don't often see my family that much sometimes in, in camp. So yeah, time with my family, um, time with my friends as well, my close friends. We'll go out for a few meals, take my coach and my team out for, we'll all go out for a celebration meal as well during the week. Yeah. Um, and then I might have one, one, one little dance and go out, uh, go out for a boogie sort of once, once in those two weeks as well, which, you know, it's just good fun just to get out there and do something a bit different. Um, I mean, so you do it in the boxing ring after winning a game, so you don't re- <laughs> win in a fight, sorry, so you don't even have to do it. That was that great. Yeah, that's true, yeah. That's that was true. iconic. So, yeah. I swear that was iconic because you're just seeing Brilliant. that. That's, that's how, that's how, uh, that's how you want to dress it, this I guess, thing, it? Like, That's it. So, like, th- this is it, like, this, I got to show what we are like as, as people inside and outside the ring. So, if you go onto YouTube and you watch some of my kickboxing fights, you would see that previously. Mm. My uncle, I call his uncle Baggy, um, the the guy that was, was predominantly dancing in the ring. Yeah, he loves it. He would be dancing me into the ring on the <laughs> on the final. He would walk me out to toe and dancing down the walkway. Mm. He, he's like he's got mad energy, mad vibe. Everyone loves him to pieces. But if he tells you to do something, you do it straight away. Yeah. He, he, he's he's that uncle. He's everyone's just got that much respect for him. Um, so when he started dancing, I said, I think I turned around and said to the guys at Sky, I said, yeah, we've won it now. Get my drummers going and we're all going to have a dance in the ring because yeah. this is who we are. This is what this is what we like to do. And then you could hear like the, everyone started cheering. If there were videos of outside the ring, people were dancing outside the ring. So yeah, it was, it was special. How Just on that, how important is kind of your culture, not only to you, but how important is it to bring it, like, immerse it with boxing as well. Because just to confirm, you. you're a Sikh, uh, you're Sikh, aren't you? Yes, yeah. yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it, it's everything. Like, I'll go, I'll go to the temple every single week, um, before and after a fight, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go there. And on the day of the fight, I'll go there as well, so... I, I love that, firstly. When I saw that after your me. fight, I saw that. Sorry to interrupt, but I love that, because, yeah. I mean, we've got a Muslim, we've got a Hindu, and we've got a Sikh on a podcast. This is just <laughs> yeah. great. I, I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> British that's, Indians yeah, represent on the podcast but I love that personally when I saw you after the fight and it's not like oh yeah I'm going to go and do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do this it was let's just get back to praying uh, let me just because you just you were blessed in the ring and you were just being blessed yeah. in real life as well but no that's I just it. had to say that's that before it. you have to carry on so that, no thank it. you man thank you it's you know it is who I am you know I as much as what, and, and this is what I fully believe as well it's I do, or we do the hard work out in, in, in training camp. We do everything we possibly can. So when I walk out to the ring, there's one person who's just going to bless me and that's the man upstairs. Mm. Um, that's, that's what it comes down to on the night because I, I've done what I needed to do. I've put the work in, done everything I possibly can and you can bet I'm going to give my 100% on the night. If I can't do any more than that, it's the man upstairs that's going to lead me on the way. And yeah. he will... And, and, he's got a plan already so you know that plan worked out <laughs> on that Saturday and then hopefully keep and that can continue so I'm very religious um, obviously people can say yeah I'm a seat boxer I don't grow my hair I don't wear a turban um, that sort of thing but doesn't mean I'm not religious you know I am very religious so yeah mm. yeah it's oh, the yeah. same it's the same yeah. argument when like uh, a Muslim woman doesn't wear a headscarf and she doesn't do this yeah. and doesn't do that but she's still religious it's like you can't just because you're not doing one or two different things it's not the same uh, it's not the same thing completely. Sorry, Millie, you were going to say something. No, I just, it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's so important to have that within you. And also, for example, there's been a lot of work within our, within the South Asian community recently. I think it's really important that we have role yeah. models like yourself 
to for young kids to be able to look up to because there's not many of us let's be honest and I like people in their mid-20s to look up to as well so yeah definitely yeah 100 yeah you, ne- you never know who you're going to inspire next it could be an old man in the park it could be a kid at school could be anyone yeah. and that's the thing about uh sport it transpires um people it gets people up and up and about like even yesterday the Real Madrid game people were getting gassed over Real Madrid and how they came back. Millie's a Man City fan, so she's a bit annoyed about it today. <laughs> I didn't want you to bring this up, but... <laughs> I, it's the only time this season I could bring up Man City in a bad way against them. It's the only time I, I had to do it, so I had to bring it up. Um, but no, you get, you kind of get what I mean, Dylan, isn't it? in terms of the fact that when yeah. you're in Coventry, everyone's going to watch Coventry City to see something special, to see their team win, to see them um, come through and hope to get back into their yeah. glory days of being in the Premier League. But even just watching like yourself or watching obviously Joshua coming back against Klitschko or seeing Tyson Fury rise from the dead against uh, Deontay Wilder. People want to see stories like that. They want to be inspired. And the fact that you are in a way one of our own, another British Asian man coming through a British Asian national, coming through professional boxing. We've seen the likes of Amir Khan um, come through and he's done really well for himself. And we've seen the support that he got was ridiculously ridiculously yeah. powerful not just in the UK but in the world and I have no doubt that that's something that I believe you can also just do just by being you at the end of the day yeah 100% that's it that, that's what I want for me it's all about now I, I, you know I've had the opportunity or I've got the opportunity and seized it mm-hmm. um, now I'm on the platform and luckily you know Sky Sports and Boxer are, are backing me on a, on a promotion now so where we can really um really propel the, the, my, my profile and, and helping me, me to build that as well, which, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. So mm-hmm. you know, for me, all I want to do is provide a platform for the next generation to come through. And that is not in boxing. That could be on any any sort of sport or anything in general, really, because it often gets a notice. So maybe you might know in football, for example, there's not many Asian, Asian footballers in the Premier League. There's, mm-hmm. How many can you name? Nah. five less than that that reaction less probably hmm. yeah exactly I can name one seek uh, I, I can't don't even know what team I think there is one seek and he's in a reserve team for Chelsea or Man City or someone like that um, mm-hmm. so yeah I just want to provide a platform for the next generation that these big corporations these big organisations out there can realise do you know what if we actually find a talent let's capture it and let's really help them propel because the more that we're going to start seeing through, the more investment then we're going to start seeing in our own. And then it's only going to start spiraling and start getting, getting better. That's what I want to, that's, that's my intention of what I want to achieve out of boxing now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, on, for, no, just basically for me, it reminds me of, because um, I'm a cricket fan myself, uh, Dylan. Yeah. It, it reminds me of when I first saw Moe Nally break onto the scene in the England national team as yeah. well. The fact that he was uncompromising about his religion, the way he's uncompromising about who he was as a man and as a person before the cricketer as well. Because we've seen the likes of Monty Panasar come through and he got ridiculed for being a Sikh player, but he also got um, the support from the England fans as well, which, which is what I loved, which is fantastic. Yeah. And Moeen Ali, I've always used this quote on this podcast and on Friday Night Counterattack, our football one, in terms of if I can inspire just the one person to change their mind or their perspective on what British Asians or British Muslims are like, then I've done my job. And it just sounded to what you just said to me just there as well. So if you were to just change your mind of one person who had a bad or a negative connotation on uh, British Asian guys, but because you're winning fights, you're showing some heart in the ring, yeah, it would be just as good because you're just kind of there that one person can change hundreds of people's minds by what they have to say and what you've done as well. And I'm really looking forward to That's seeing um, this go about because again, you are still quite young. You're like 25, 26, aren't you, Dylan? 26 in a couple of weeks. Show off. Still younger than us as well. Are you going to have a party? Are you going to be in training camp for that? No, I'll I'll be in training camp. So we're back in training camp. I've had a few sessions this week. I had my first session back yesterday. Mm. um, And yeah, back into full camp from Monday, full diet from Monday. So next week's going to be tough. Well, the next couple of weeks going to be tough. But yeah, I'm looking forward to get back into it now, to be honest. And yeah, it just means I've had a couple of years of, of... enjoying my birthdays mm. in 2020 and 2021 so I had some cake now now boxing's picking up again and shows are back um, I'll, I'll be missing my birthdays again so I don't mind though I, I don't really enjoy the cake I'd rather have a piece of fruit instead I mean when you're winning fights that like you are every day is your birthday isn't it? 
Let's be yeah. right. 100%. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. I, I had to throw a cheesy line in there. Millie, always like, you throw cheesy lines in. So I thought, let me just throw one in for this episode as well, which is really good. Um, but no, just before we um, finish off this podcast, Dylan, because I know you have to get back. And thank you very much for taking yeah. the time out today. Millie and I, we have some quick fire questions for you. So you've got three Go different uh, quick fire questions that we've got for you. So okay. it's just one or two word answers. So what's more important for you? World title or biggest prize, uh, prize fight in the country's history? What, what would be more important to you at the end of your career? Just the one-one title or the biggest paycheck you've ever received? Oh, world title. World title. Fantastic. Nice. Next, next one from me, and then Millie can have a go as well, is basically what's more important to you? Valuing your mental health, but it means taking the time out for yourself a lot more, or people-pleasing, making sure you're getting what you need to get for your brand, for yourself, um, but you're compromising on, on some of your own core beliefs as well. What's more important to you? Mental health, doing it for myself. Yeah, fantastic. That's good to hear. Millie, you got any that you wanted to throw in? Yeah, I've got one. Um, as a boxer, what would you say is your are your three best attributes as a boxer? My, I've got a big heart. I've, I carry power. And I've got a good boxing brain as well. Nice. Boxing nice. brain. Yeah. Tony Belly, when you say I've got a boxing yeah. brain. Oh, I love that quote, which is good. And I don't know what that is. Following that, it's, I've got one it's more. Your, it's your intelligence. It's literally just your intelligence. I just said it with a Scouse accent. Boxing oh, right. brain. I mean, I'm from Manchester. Guys... I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like you having a good footballing brain or me having a good footballing brain. Yeah. Last one. Go on. As a person, what are your best three attributes? Um, I think I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm quite a caring person naturally, and, and I think about, uh, and I, I probably think about people mm. over myself at times as well. So yeah, probably them three to be honest. And nice. a big heart yeah. as well. Throw a big yeah. heart in there as well. May as well. Yeah, that's it. You might as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to to be to round it off as well, it's kind of like you just said, if you're growing up in a family household, like a lot of Indian households do when they live all within themselves, like their grandparents are living, the parents are living as well. Yeah. You naturally would be, because you've got so many people to think about before yourself before yeah. you actually do what you needed to do as well. Even if you are one of the kids or one of the younger kids. Yeah. Well. That's it. Well, to be honest, I'm the oldest of seven grandkids at home. <laughs> so the pressure's on me. I've, yeah. got to, I've got to set the way. So everything I did like at school was, I've got, my dad was always like, you've got to get, you've got to get the good grades because the rest will follow you. You've got to get a job and get a good job because the rest will follow you. You've got to do this because the rest will follow you. You've got to lead the mm-hmm. way for the rest of them. So the pressure was always on me. But for me, like I always helped out at home, always you know, try, try to do as much as I can. Um, even when I'm training, I try and still do as much as I can. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like you said as well, when you're like back to the shop, that was like helping your family business, wasn't it? Like a couple of days after your fight. On the Sunday, that was on the day after. Seriously? Yeah, I, I, went, I went in I went in for a couple of hours on Sunday and it was bank holiday Monday, so I went in for a few, for, for a few hours mm. on bank holiday Monday as well. Um, I'm back in actually. I had a couple of Saturdays off, a few media days to do, um, but my dad's got me back in grafting this Saturday. So Keeping you I don't know right what storm well. I'm going to walk back into. I'm back in at two o'clock in the afternoon. I think I'm going, but one, two o'clock up until about half nine. Yeah. Uh, long shift, long shift. But no, I, yeah, I kind of get that with like being one of the older siblings on like my mum's side of the family as well. Cause like we had a year recently. And it's, it's so odd. Like when you've seen some of your younger, your younger cousins who are like in jobs now at university. Yeah. And like, this is crazy, man. Like you're earning more money than me. You're, you're five years younger yeah. than me. Yeah, well, you're looking at me. You're thinking like you was like messed around, pissing all over the floor or something like a few years ago. Like how do you something grow stupid up? like that. Crazy. Yeah. Like you're investing in Bitcoin and everything. It's like how old are you? Yeah. Again? Crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous stuff. Um, but uh, just to end the podcast here, Dylan, because I know you do have to go. Um, I just want to say on behalf of myself and Millie, and I'm pretty sure Millie will say before we leave. Thank you very much for the time that you've given. Thank you very much for. Um, offering so much insight into not just yourself as a boxer, as yourself as a person and as a businessman as well. It's been great to learn from those three different uh, types of, yeah. of yourself, really, which is really good to see. Thank I you. can only wish you the best in the future. As always, I'll be following whatever you're doing and I'm looking forward to seeing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep staying humble Thank and you. just keep staying true to yourself because that's what a lot of boxing fans have kind of missed out. They miss people who stay true to themselves and not changing for the money. They're not changing for the clout and they're really not changing for anyone else but themselves. And if you want to change for the better, you're only going to change 
mentally for the better, physically for the 100%, better. One hundred percent. Yeah, couldn't couldn't say that any better myself. Yeah. No, it'd be brilliant. But Millie, any closing messages from, um, from yourself before we leave it for dinner? Yeah, I mean, just thank you for myself as well. It's been great to hear your side of things. I mean, it's been great to hear that you have reached this massive potential. You know, you have this massive potential. You've reached all these heights, but you're still just you at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's so, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? It's so nice to see yeah. it and to hear it. So yeah, thank you for coming on and thank you for your time as well. And hopefully... Hopefully in the next uh, couple of months, maybe before, before, maybe probably after your next fight, I'd say, we actually get to meet up in person, maybe do yeah, up in sure. Manchester as well. I hope so. Yeah. And we can yeah, have like, we it, can have like a scripted boxing fight between you and I. And when, when you look <laughs> yeah, at me in the eyes, I'll just like, will, I'll just be like, nah, I don't want any of this. <laughs> I still keep my boxing gloves in the boot of my car as well with the wraps. Oh, so do I. That, that's a good one. I've still got mine in the boot as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a football, I, don't I have know my I boxing boot. <laughs> and I have a cricket bat in the back of my car as well. So anyone who wants to play sports, I'm always ready. It needs to be done as well. Um, but no, Dylan Chima, thank you very much for your time today. Um, do you have any last messages for our listeners or uh, for anything where they can find you, what they can do to kind of follow your journey going forward as well? Yeah, hit, hit me up on Instagram, um, Dylan.Chima, um, Twitter, Chima Boxing, Facebook, Dylan Chima. Um, Instagram's the main, main social media platform that I'm on. So if you do shoot me a message, I will respond. I had quite a few messages and I responded back to every single person that sent me a message. So, I'm not one of them. I get a message. I'm too big. For, I'm not big, bigger than anyone. We're all the same. We're all on this earth together. So I would always reply back to someone uh, if anyone reaches out to me. Ask me a question, random or anything about boxing. If you need advice on boxing, hit me up. If you need advice on nutrition, let me know. You know, I'll answer any question and, and always message back as well. So I love and, love and care for all the support that I've had so far, but watch his words because this is just a start I tell you we're going to have some fun in this boxing career so join us what an end to a podcast Dylan Chima thank you very much for your time that was insane Millie on my days wow Dylan Chima one of the nicest guys I've ever had the pleasure of interviewing on the Beautiful Mind Game podcast because he actually is the the first guy we've actually interviewed or the second guy we've actually interviewed after one or two of them as well on our podcast oh yeah yeah Crazy, yeah, isn't it? not many. I know. Yeah. Brilliant, though. Honestly, what a brilliant guy. Like, and it just shows, doesn't it? He's so down to earth as well. And mm. like I said, he's got, he's done all these things. He's the champion, and he's still just himself. It's, it's, it's brilliant. He's just working in in Manchester, down, down here, down near me. <laughs> yeah, down it's great. Me. Down literally when you just say like what 15, 20 minutes away. I was like, oh, we can go see you train. We can go yeah. work out with you if you want it on your lunch break, which would be quite cool. That's really fascinating to see how he does that during his working time on his break, which is crazy. The commitment yeah. and the dedication he has to, even if he works, like he's a professional boxer now, but he's still going on about in terms of, oh, this is my business. I want to build it in my vision. I want to do things differently. Fantastic. Really well done. And the fact that um, I got to learn a bit more about his nutrition, the mental health side as well. That was what I really enjoyed learning about him as well, because we, we always hear the same kind of spiel with a boxer, but Dylan was a lot more open than I thought he would be, which is great. He was very open in terms of how he wanted to come across to the audience and to us as well, which I thought was fantastic. But the best yes. thing for me, like you said, was how humble he was, how down to earth he was. And yeah. that's what made it such a good conversation and a really fascinating listen um, for this as well. Um, that's, that's kind of my initial thoughts as well. And I didn't yeah. fanboy out. I didn't fanboy out. I, I did try and fanboy out, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. I, I behaved myself <laughs> on the podcast, which is good fun. I nearly did. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Me neither. Because I'm just kind of there like, oh, we've got a professional box from the podcast. This is yeah. Cool. You know what? Like I was just saying, following on from that, mm. I find it fascinating that he is working and he is doing all these other things. He went to uni and he is a professional boxer as well because mm. I can really relate to that you know like the mental strain of that but like he said he enjoys every single bit of it like he has these 24 hour days sometimes but he enjoys all of what he's doing and that makes it worthwhile mm. and the fact that he's had he said he's been boxing since he was eight I think something like that Keep and he's boxing got and boxing yeah and but it's like ingrained in him to box and yeah. he did it at school he did it at uni he's done it while he's working and I think I can really relate to that and loads of other athletes in my position um can relate to it and I think it's it's great to hear 
now that he has become champion, that he's still like that. And the fact that he enjoys it is just the icing on the cake, really. The the fact that he enjoys it, it just makes things a lot easier for us because we were just kind of there like, oh, I hope he doesn't think like we're just another podcast chatting to him about this and about that. But you could see the passion in, in his voice, the fact that he just wanted to carry on speaking as well. The fact that he took time out of his busy work schedule to spend Definitely. an hour with us con- uh, conversing. That's what I really appreciated the most after he said, oh, you've got this to do, I've got this to do. What, yeah. four or five hours of sleep he gets before he has to yeah. go off to work again and train and all of that is ridiculous. And it goes to show the mental strength and the resilience that he has in terms of developing himself to be the better person, the better version than he was yesterday. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely it's, incredible. It's great. It's, refre- it's refreshing as well. Like for me, it's great for me to hear this as well because I'm thinking, oh, well, I need to go and do this now. I need to go and do that. I need to eat like this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It kind of helps me to keep on track personally as well. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm mean, going to put a pizza in the oven now anyway, so I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go and eat a salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. I, I'm, no, I enjoyed I, that I, one. I, I needed to get a nutritionist joke into there as well. We need to get a nutritionist on the podcast soon because over the summer, I'll be back into working on fitness again, more more so than what I did uh, over the winter. So I'm looking that forward to that. That was brilliant. They can really tell us how much paneer we can eat a week, how much paneer I can eat a week. <laughs> I'll be asking them about how many carbs I can have. Pasta, yes. Bread, yes. All of this. I, you know, when you have those like Italian meals, we have like garlic bread with the pasta, with the pizza. I'm like, it's just carbs, 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 carbs. I don't have that. I don't have that, but you see it every now and then. I'm like, oh, really? is, is, is that plausible? It's not plausible. It definitely isn't plausible. <laughs> but no, listeners, we've gone off track, but thank you very much for listening. Thank you for coming back to the podcast and thank you for actually following us. It's been great to put out this new content personally for myself it's been great to chat with Millie in a different light and it's been great to get these different guests on as well and that's what we're looking at doing over the next couple of weeks over the next couple of months finding new guests finding new people who have extraordinary stories to tell just like Dylan just like Laura has as well previously just like Samuel Holmeshaw has as well um, depending on where this goes out rather before or after this one comes out I mean, we're not sure yet um but no, everyone, thank you. For, yeah, who knows? We're, we're, we're a bit of a mess at the moment in terms of posting, but recording, we're on top of our game. We're back in it, which is great. And I'm looking yeah. forward to what we have in store for the rest of the summer. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. Millie, any closing messages for anyone? Um, for yourself? Um, just thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast, please share it with anyone you can. We're trying to build something great. So if you know any extraordinary people, which I'm sure you do, Tell them to give us a call, you know, share our podcast and just get the word out. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Nice little plug there. I'm the one trying to find like nice little restaurants for us to record a podcast in as well. So anyone who has a restaurant that they want to promote whilst we're actually uh, recording, let us know in the Manchester area. We'll come and record at your, pod- at your restaurant. Definitely. We've gone so off track today. It's incredible, but I love it. It's, it's good to be back, Millie. Thank you very much for your time again. Everyone take care and goodbye.